Last Sunday at a house blessing, I saw on the muted television the news of the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other people who perished in the helicopter crash out in California. And someone like Kobe Bryant gets a lot of attention because he's a celebrity. He's a really good basketball player. And uh, there are a lot of people who really love basketball, myself included. We love to watch these athletic contests. You know, we love to watch these athletes like Joe Montana or Tiger Woods, for example. And truly, the dedication, the commitment that they give to their sport is truly amazing. While their effort and their dedication is really extraordinary, it's also sometimes a little sad. I think about particularly the story of Tiger Woods because the dedication that he, guided by his father, gave to the game of golf came at the expense of more important things. It's worth remembering on the eve of the Super Bowl, or on the day of the Super Bowl, that the term sports fan is short for sports fanatic. And sometimes we can go a little overboard with the love and dedication that we have for something like a sport. Consider traveling teams for elementary school children. What is that insanity all about? We're turning a blind eye to performance-enhancing drugs. Unless you think I'm just taking aim at athletics, you can do the same thing with academics. You can make that an idol just as well. And you can give your child all the SAT prep in the world and put a lot of pressure on him or her to do well in school. Or how about social standing? Maybe you make an idol out of social standing and one's social life, and you make sure that they have all the correct lessons to be a debutante, and, you know, they learn cotillion and all these things. Or how about the arts? Becoming a great violinist, or a great visual artist, or a great actor or actress. Achievement in any of these fields can easily turn into an idol. It's not that they're bad in themselves. Please don't hear me incorrectly. None of these things are bad. They're only bad when we forget to put God first. God first. Because he is the creator of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible. God first. Because he gives us everything we need for our lives. God first. First, because when all of the things that we pursue as cheap substitutes for him, whether that's money or fame, whether that's social standing or friends, whatever it is, God first, because only he will remain when everything else, even our very life on earth, has faded away. Those two simple words, if you remember nothing from today, Remember that. Because when you put God first, you sanctify all those other things. When you put God first, you get a Troy Polamalu instead of a Tiger Woods. So it's not that these things are bad. It's that we forget to put God first. And so we see great examples given to us in Scripture today. The example, first of all, of his holy parents, Joseph and Mary who are obedient to the law. 
and by their example teach us that it's through obedience to the law, through obedience to God, through obedience we receive his blessings. And then you have the example of Simeon and Anna. Anna, the prophetess, was this old woman who had been married and then her husband died after seven years. And what did she do? She dedicated herself to God and was in the temple night and day praying and fasting. And it was given to her by God to know that this was the Messiah. Think of it. It's amazing. So what can we do here in the 21st century to put God first? You can put God first in your day. When you wake up, maybe you don't have lots of time in the morning to do long prayers. Make the sign of the cross. Do something to season the day with prayer to put God first. And then you can season every single thing that you do with prayer. Before you eat, you make the sign of the cross or you say the Lord's Prayer. And then even after everything that you have done that has been accomplished, say a prayer to God. And you can immerse yourself in the life of the church. You have an example of a beautiful tradition from the Jewish faith that we have brought into our own faith. And at every Vesper service, we remember the words of Simeon. So there's all kinds of ways that we can put God first. Little things, like observing all of the practices that we can of the church in our homes. Do we have a prayer corner? Do we have an icon corner with a, with a little candili? Have you ever made the koliva for a memorial? Try it. Little things. So there are things that we can do every day, every week, before receiving communion. Ask forgiveness of everyone in your household. There's so many things that we can do. And if you want help with those, please let me know. I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to share some of them with you. I was thinking, of course, of the, you know, the bad example of Tiger Woods. And of course, I feel pity for him because you know, his life fell apart. All of the athletic pursuits that he was doing were at the expense of more important things. And he had to crash. And, you know, thank God he's been able to recover from that and come back. And he's, you know, he won some, won some tournaments lately. So I trust that he has learned and he has grown from all of that. You can see videos of Tiger Woods when he's two years old or five years old. On the, even from a very young age, he was being groomed. But I saw a video last weekend of someone's grandson who was playing like he was a priest and giving his sister Holy Communion. So when we see this in our children, we should not discourage it because they have a sense of putting God first. And who knows, this little boy might grow up to become a priest. You never know. I just leave you with those two words. It's not a great, flowery, beautiful sermon this week. <laughs> just remember, put God first. If you put God first, everything else will be blessed. Amen.